0: Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 92. Winnie the Pooh. Stephen. Yes. Have you been, no you haven't been, I know you haven't been because if you had been you would have told me stories about this place. Have you been to Appalachia?
1: You know I haven't been because this is take two. I already Steven. answered that Shut question. Shut up,
0: okay? We have to make no. this sound like it's streamlined. We're good at our job. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're good at your other job. Um, You've never been to Appalachia? No. Have you ever heard any stories about Appalachia?
1: I've heard of the Appalachian Mountain. Yes, that's
0: it. that's it. we crack on?
1: Crackety crack.
0: The characters for this evening's story are as convoluted as a 90s slasher movie, making them about as predictable as you would imagine. But like a 90s slasher movie, they are classic and we love them. They are as follows. Katie O'Connor, An exceptional student who consistently earns straight A's. With high aspirations and a selfless spirit she sets an example for others to follow. Despite her family's affluence, Katie remains mindful of her spending and goes out of her way to be considerate towards those around her. Especially with her BFF Becky, whom she regularly re-gifts the handbags and clothing her mother and father drown her in, in an effort to distract how often they are not home, and in the hope that Katie feels loved through inanimate objects. This approach has proven successful with her brothers Mark, Rory and William, but unfortunately for Kate's parents, she's not stupid. She is very much aware that her parents are never home. Lastly, Jack, Kate's boyfriend. Not a minute off the plane from the US, but we'll come back to him. The location for this evening's story is Harrison National Park, a fictitious place I made up because it's my story and I can. But it's a great big place. The national park boasts impressive mountains and rock faces perfect for climbing as well as numerous monstrous rivers great for white water rafting but also that branch off into smaller lazy rivers providing ample opportunity for exploration across hundreds of acres while most of the park is accessible to all some parts of the park are secluded making it ideal for solo or couples camping It's important to note that the terrain is challenging and not suitable for inexperienced hikers. Nonetheless, those up for the challenge will be rewarded with an unforgettable nature experience. But it's the waterfall and the pool below that are by far the most popular spots. The waterfall is stunning, but the rock face on either side of it is what the kids enjoy the most. You can climb the rock face and dive from heights of 10, 25 and 50 feet. There's a natural rock ledge at these points for you to stop and turn before you jump into the deep pool below. Anyway, the gathering of these people in this place all evolves around Katie and her new boyfriend, Jack, whom her brothers feel the need to judge for themselves before giving their blessing. A blessing that no one, least of all Katie, asked for and therefore does not care about. But in order to get to spend more time with Jack, she decides to indulge them and arranges a big end-of-year friends camping trip. End of school year, that is, because who in Ireland goes camping in December? Now, to be fair, Katie was not too worried about her brother, Mark. All of her brothers are older than her, but Mark being the youngest of the boys and closest to Katie in age, she gets on quite well with him. Plus, Mark is dating Katie's BFF, Becky, so he's already met Katie's boyfriend, Jack. The Friday morning arrives, bags are packed, sleeping bags are rolled and everyone is ready to go. The group arrives at Harrison National Park at around midday, ...so they can have time to find a nice spot, set up camp and get some food and drink prep done... ...because I don't know if you've ever put up a tent before, it's thirsty work. They get the tent set up and get a start on the fire as close to the waterfall as possible. By 6pm, Jack hadn't arrived yet. He had to finish his shift at the local diner-style restaurant where he and Katie first met. The night they met was really cute... Katie was there to study and have a milkshake, but on leaving the restaurant, a very giddy, hopped up Fanta kid managed to bump into Katie's table and spill her milkshake all over her, the table, and the floor. With a tremendous amount of restraint, having seen the look on the young kid's mother's mortified face, Katie just waved the mother on and said, "Your are grand, don't worry, as she tried to pick up her revision papers before they were completely ruined. But when she looked up, Jack was standing there with a mop in one hand and nearly 50 napkins in the other to help her clean up her milkshake fiasco. Now, Jack meant to ask, Can I help you, miss? But unfortunately, he was thinking, I would love to take you out. So obviously, what came out of his mouth was, Can I help to take you out, miss? Smooth, Jack. Real smooth. But it worked. Here we are, two months later, and Katie's brothers, who, between the three of them, have yet to light a fire because they are too testaroni to ask the girls for help are waiting for Jack's arrival to judge the holy bejesus out of him. But Jack, having received a text from Katie saying, get here quick and light this fire, will you? The lads won't let us help and I'm starving. Arrives with a goodie bag of burgers, hot dogs, toasted sandwiches and a plethora of fries. Straight cut, curly fries, cheesy garlic fries, the works. Score one for Jack. Everyone eats and lives happily ever after. No, I'm kidding, that would be a terrible story. No. Jack spends a good 25 minutes answering stupid, sarcastic, fast food-related questions from William and Rory. The final question was, did you think bringing all this fast food would impress us? To which Jack replied, not in the slightest. I wasn't going to embarrass myself and pretend I knew how to light a fire, because I do not. And then he moved closer to them and whispered, plus your sister turns into some sort of she-hulk when she's hungry which Katie overheard and reluctantly agreed, to indicate to all the boys it was safe to laugh. The night goes on great for a while, as it always does before someone has the bright idea and suggests a good old-fashioned spooky storytelling. Now, of course, everyone and their Auntie Anne knows a story about a banshee keening, or the fairies, or a pooka taking someone off into the night on an adventure, but Jack didn't know many Irish folklore stories, and the ones he did know, he didn't know well enough to try and repeat. Why would he? His folks were from Ohio. No, he wanted to tell everyone about where his family was from. Because there are things in Appalachia, strange things, supernatural things. The land there is older than bones, and there are happenings that no one can quite explain and have long since learned to just ignore. Apparently in Appalachia there are some rules to follow. If you're out in the wilderness and you see something strange, no you didn't. If you hear something, call your name, no you didn't. You've all heard the story of the Bell Witch, right? Jack asked half knowing everyone knew it. Yeah, we've heard that one, was the consensus he received back. What about the Mothman? Jack asked again knowing that there was no way they hadn't heard of the Mothman. William looked at Katie and asked, Do you think one of us should take a turn? Think Jackie boy might have peaked with the fast food? Well, what about this one? Said Jack, hiding a grin. It was around fall, or autumn to the Irish, and a 16-year-old named Connor went on a camping trip with his parents, grandparents, and a friend in North Carolina in the Appalachian Mountains. It was a simple trip where they all made good campfire food and went shopping at the tiny row of shops in the nearby town to pick up trinkets because did you even go on holidays if you don't bring something local home? One night, after they had made s'mores and gone over to Connor's grandparents' camper to play board games, Connor and his friends settled down into their bunks in his parents' camper to start going to sleep. It was about one in the morning and everyone else in the camper had dozed off but Connor, had stayed up playing a video game on his phone and texting his significant other when he heard something rustling outside in the brush near the camper. Connor played it off since they were in a national park and it was normal for squirrels and raccoons to be messing around. But maybe five minutes later he heard something outside the camper banging the metal ring around the fire pit. He decided to go and check out what it was and to get his slides from outside in case it was a raccoon and they would likely take them. To eat them, not to wear them. When he peeked out the camper door, he saw a deer banging its snout up against the grill grate of the fire. He thought it was strange behaviour, but figured it had some disease and opted to leave it be. He opened the door a little bit more and crouched down to get his slides from the ground, but whatever the animal was had noticed him. This deer, we think, was looking straight at him and huffing as if it was trying to intimidate him or scare him off. He grabbed his shoes and was getting ready to close the door again but then it stood up on its hind legs and its knees locked. It looked like they were bending backwards almost, like they were locked into place. Connor, understandably, almost peed himself right there and then. He quickly shut the door, locked it and got back into bed. He lay there, adrenaline pumping, trying to comprehend what he had just seen. The next morning he looked up any similar sightings and only got cases of zombie deer virus. But none of the behavioural effects of this disease include standing on their hind legs. About four months later, while listening to the Swamp Dweller channel, he heard a story in North Carolina about going to the Appalachian Mountains and seeing the exact same thing as Connor, only their encounter bore a mouth of sharp teeth. They said it was a local legend that most people just called the Not Deer. Fast forward some time and Connor was 18, in college but home on winter break. While chilling and smoking with some friends, they decided to tell some scary stories from personal experience because they were all bored out of their minds and thought it would be fun. When it got to Connor's turn, he told them the story from a few months back and everyone went silent. Connor and all of his friends were spiritualists and quite superstitious. They believe that speaking about or thinking about something too much will manifest it into your life. After telling his story, Connor couldn't help but think about it throughout the night, even though he knew he shouldn't. It had gotten time for him to head home, which was code for his mom called and yelled at him for being out too late. So he got on the road and began the drive home. He kept thinking about it, over and over, the whole 40 minute drive, and once he got to a few turns from his house deer ran out in front of him so he stopped the car to wait and let them pass when one of the deer running just stopped at the side of the road and looked straight at him connor tried to convince himself it was just a coincidence and that the deer was just curious until it stood up on the same backward knees that locked in place connor put the foot to the floor and was home in record time later that night when he finally managed to get to sleep he started having the worst nightmares about it waking up in cold sweats multiple times throughout the night those nightmares continued for weeks until one day after what he dubbed the last nightmare he let the family cats out of the house to have some outdoor time later that day at five or so he called them back to the house and all returned bar one so his mom asked him to go and have a look for him in the woods They lived in a very rural, small town in South Carolina and their home was pretty far out in an even more rural area. You don't see many people out there unless they're hunting so he didn't expect much walking a mile into the woods to look for his cat. As Connor called out his cat's name, he heard a rustle in the bush a few yards from him and instinctively turned to look and there, not a few yards ahead of him, was a deer bearing a mouth of sharp teeth. Connor screamed and turned, running back to his house. Once he was out of the wood line, he fell to the ground to catch his breath and simply just started crying. He began spouting nonsense, saying that he was sorry for looking at it and thinking about it, and that he did not mean to call it there to his family home. He didn't know if it was nearby, but it felt like right there and then it was everywhere. He never did find his cat, or find out what was wrong with that deer, He never saw it again, but always felt like it was close by. The end. Katie was well-versed in these stories, as she and Jack would swap their local folklore all the time, but she still found this one the most perplexing, because there was really no answers. So she took great joy when the group erupted with questions after Jack finished, and his answers to all the questions never wavered. It was the same for everyone. Oh, we just don't ask that anymore. What would you think of that story? That was very good. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. I did get some inspiration from, from some stories and then I just kind of adapted it. But I, I didn't know what story to go with and I just thought the deer one freaked freak me out the most because we've gone for lovely morning walks at like stupid o'clock in the morning well it wasn't stupid o'clock in the morning it was 8 to us before kids 8 was stupid o'clock and we've gone to like the Phoenix Park and taken lovely pictures of deers and do you remember the? it sounded like thunder clapping um, when the deer were fighting Mm. for like the attention of the female we, we just looked at that like it was nature, and it was really pretty, and it was lovely. But imagine like sneaking out of like the camper van, and then you're just like toe-to-toe with this deer, and you're like, this thing's going to eat me. No, thank you. The not-deer. What a
1: name. That's a creepy one.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it's just kind of like the vampire deer. So you expect it to have like red eyes or something mm. or whatever, but the not-deer.
1: I have this picture of the deer. You know, in the scene in The Stranger Things, The Stranger Things, <laughs> when... <laughs> Vect that makes everybody's elbows and arms go all backwards yeah. and stuff. And it's like Vecton did this to the, the deer, and he's like, "You're not a deer anymore. You're the not deer." And here's your elbows. The people yeah, at home can't yeah, see yeah. me twiddling my arms <laughs> here, but I'm, I'm a twiddling my arms.
0: But deer's back legs are backwards to ours, aren't they? Google
1: deer knees. Deer have knees. Deer have no knees, <laughs> and their lower legs are actually their feet. So. At the place where it seems that a knee should be, there's actually an ankle. The feet of the deer are actually two toes and their hoofs can be compared to but toenails. Look like at picture of a deer. Images. They do go backwards, yeah. So their ankles, not their knees, go backwards.
0: Oh wait, no, they do go down that way and then... Oh, I can't even imagine what that would look like. I
1: see that I see that it's a foot. No, it's whole leg is a foot basically. His upper thigh is actually a shin. Yeah. His lower leg is not a shin, it's a foot. And then the toenails are basically... So he just has really long walk, toes. Basically, he's walking around on his tippy toes.
0: <laughs> now, there are some rules to live by when travelling through Appalachia. Can I read them to you? Yes. Um, because some of them I think you would agree with are just common sense and good practice in life. Um, and then other ones are just absolutely bizarre. Now, I don't know if I'll... I'll read through them all and then I'll keep what I like. And Although, if I read them and then I chop them out, something's gonna come and get me. Anyway, the first one there is, never close a knife you didn't open or you'll have bad luck for seven years. I didn't know that. I think personally, being the true crime aficionado I am, if I saw uh, like a pocket knife on the ground, I'm not touching that. Regardless, I don't feel a compulsive need to close it because it should be closed. I'm kind of like, that could be a weapon. I have no alibi. Just me? Okay, come cool, <laughs> Number two, keep a penny in your washer like your clothes machine yeah i don't know i think it's R. to promote like wealth or you know not being poor you've always got a penny at least there you go um always go out in the same wait hang on always go out the same door you came in no that won't make sense um eat black eyed peas and co- or sorry eat black eyed peas or collard greens with hog jaw on new year's day what is hog jaw? Is that? What's is that a part of the
1: pork jaw? Okay, the mouth of a pig.
0: Yeah. Do you know what my dad's eaten ox's tongue before? Although he's a butcher, it's just probably very little meat he hasn't tried. I didn't tried. like the texture of it. Really?
1: Yeah. It, well, it's, it wasn't like out fresh and sliced. I was yeah. slicing it myself, so it was basically a jar like you know the metal tins, the big ones. Yeah, yeah. They had put a lot of tongues in it and then filled it the gaps with like a jelly yeah, yeah, yeah and then you just slice it and, and, and like you could see that you know the bit in your tongue could taste yeah, yeah. So you could see and i was like oh, i just no, not. it's my dad. It's like making out with a cow did not like it
0: okay do you know what we're gonna move on with now because mm-hmm. it's clearly upsetting you um don't wash your clothes on new year's day or you'll wash a family member out. it's a really good reason just to chill that day yeah,
1: everybody's making excuses for going <laughs>
0: hungover <laughs> don't sleep on new year's day which I think obviously has something to do with what you've said you will not get hungover if you just continuously stay drunk so don't go sleep. just continuously drink um, don't do any canning or gardening on your period I don't think I'd be in the humour to do any of that anyway. it's in case the sharks will get you yes that's true plant your crops under the full moon there's some pagan ritual in that though <laughs> that makes sense uh, don't walk under a ladder if you find yourself under one don't turn around back up yeah. Oh, I've never heard that, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't let anyone sleep under your feet.
1: Sweep! Don't let them that oh, That is the <laughs> that is a direct uh, lesson from the Karate Kid. Really? Don't let them sweep.
0: Sweep the legs! Ah uh, yeah 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 uh, Never give someone a set of knives as a gift. If you give them oh, if you give them to newlyweds, it will cut their love. No, I think your mum gave us knives one year for Christmas. I don't think we we got them as a wedding gift.
1: Yeah probably
0: I get along really well With your mum That one doesn't apply to us Um, If a black cat Crosses your path Turn and go A different way Now here's the thing No stop it I think black cats Get an awful lot Of backlash Because They're always Associated with Witches and stuff But like A black cat Sometimes can be Quite lucky for some people Yep. same way number 13 can be lucky for people different cultures like chinese would have very lucky numbers that you and i would kind of be like what four mm-hmm. i don't know if four is a chinese number or if it's a lucky number uh never pay salt that you borrow sorry never repay never repay salt that you have borrowed that's a that's a very quick way of pissing off your neighbors never repay it's, it's saying don't give salt back yep, don't give salt back it, salt has some value with people with throwing it over their shoulder yeah, if they yeah. spill it or something. But then I'm like, oh, yeah. just be like us and just don't have salt in the house. Then you, nobody can borrow it from you, and you can't. Can spill I it. have your
1: low sodium concoction, please?
0: <laughs> if a bad storm is coming, put a two-edged axe into a stump facing the storm to ensure that the storm goes around you. I think I'd be inclined to hide all my my sharp-edged weapons in the oh, event yeah. of a the storm. Big
1: storm Put something in the
0: way. <laughs> Just hang oh, them, what's back
1: that? Johnny went into the woods today. <laughs> hurrah, hurrah! Johnny went into the woods today. Hurrah, hurrah! The wind blew, the axe blew Johnny came home. Do. Do, 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 do do Is that a scout song or is it's that it?
0: It's a scout song. That <laughs> odd nineties. Um, if you spill salt. Throw a pinch over your left shoulder so you won't have bad luck. We just said that one. When you drop your fork, it means a woman is coming to visit. If you drop a knife, a man is coming to visit. Don't cut your baby's hair before their first birthday.
1: We're okay. We're like bordering on here. We're not going to so cut their kids' heads until it's... Hair! Not. Oh yeah, don't cut
0: your kids' heads. Full <laughs> stop. Your baby has to fall off the bed before their birth. What?! Your baby has to fall off the bed before their first birthday. I would be inclined to try not to do that. Uh, run a chicken over your baby. These are getting bizarre. Run a chicken over your baby to keep it from getting chickenpox. There's a whole lot of aviation. Aviation? There's a whole lot of the. Like, uh, an array of ovarian flus there that they might get, but they won't get chickenpox. Yeah. Uh, oh, my intention is not to be. Um, offensive or disrespectful in any way just i'm afraid of everything so my natural reaction is to giggle um plus i wouldn't say super shit i wouldn't say i wouldn't say superstitious actually no yeah i am i'm very superstitious i don't even i don't even think i mean to be um just some of these are they're so old and they kind of tie in a little bit with irish culture uh don't get a pregnant nope (laughs) don't let a pregnant woman see a dead person or the baby will have a birthmark well, oh, there you go. I wonder, is that shock though? Because I've seen a couple of people who've had like patches of their hair go completely white because of shock. i
1: had a white patch in my head.
0: For yeah, that. you did.
1: Then, then my whole head became a
0: gray patch. Salt and pepper, baby. Salt and pepper. Um, if cows are lying down or leaves are upside down, it's going to rain. I know I've heard the cows one. I haven't mm-hmm. heard the leaves up one. Uh, hang a horseshoe upside down to keep good luck from running out. I've seen that. Uh, wear a buckeye... In your bra to ward off rheumatism. Stephen, so what's a buckeye?
1: Guru It's getting a fair run. Like a nut, Ohio buckeye. So stick a nut in your bra, like a chestnut. That sounds like a dirty joke. It's, if you put a nut in your bra, it is a chestnut. <laughs>
0: Hold your breath when you pass a cemetery or you'll be the next to die. That's so weird though. I actually find cemeteries very calming. I would actively go walking in a cemetery. Yeah, well, nobody's
1: running around making noise in it.
0: (laughs) If you see a white horse, you'll have good luck. That's nice. I like white horses. We got a good one. They're the closest. What? That's the first...
1: Positive one. Everything's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do this, you'll die. If you do this you'll die. If you see this ah, no, the, horseshoe. Have a scar.
0: <laughs> the horseshoe upside down was that's married couples oh, usually yeah. carry a horseshoe. Um hold your feet up when you're crossing a railroad track or you'll lose your boyfriend. Is he following you? Is he also on the railroad track? Did you push him so that you no, save he's yourself? Tired to it you
1: just Hold uh, your feet up while you're
0: stepping okay, over. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Okay. If you're walking with someone and you have to go on the same side of a post or obstacle. Wait, hang on. If you're walking with someone, you have to go on the same side of the post or obstacle or it'll break your friendship. Jesus, some of these are like going back. I I knew these in school. It was like, if there's a lamp or a bus stop or uh, like a, just an electric pole or something, it's like, you can't break mm. the link. Like... Even if there was no linking happening. You can't see my hands, but it looks like I'm... I can see your hands. No, I know you can. <laughs> Don't wash your clothes on Sunday. I love these rules. These if, are brilliant. What if, Sunday, what
1: if it's Sunday, it happens to be New Year's Day and you're like, well, is it the apocalypse?
0: Well, you're not supposed to wash your clothes on New Year's Day. So, I mean, or it's totally bad. So you add no, Sunday it just dinner. means you have to be really lazy that day. If your nose is itchy, it means company is coming. Uh, Open a window when someone dies and cover the mirrors so their soul can leave. I've heard of that one. That one's... um, Do you remember we covered the...
1: The house with the woman. when the guns.
0: No. no. Well, yeah, the the Winchester one as well. But do you remember we did the plantation one? And there's actual photographs of some ghostly happenings there. Uh That was the same. The mum and her two kids who were poisoned instead of the husband or something by the maid. They were apparently stuck in the mirror. Um, hang a mirror by your door to protect against evil. See, it's not just so that we can check out ourselves before we walk out the door. It is. There's some, there's some scientific. I mean, there's some spiritualism behind it. Um, and the last one there is never leave a rocking chair rocking or you will invite evil spirits. I'm gonna touch off that plantation again. Remember, you said to me it was like the whole—it's like a wraparound porch that it had. All the porch was just covered in rocking chairs. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the (coughs) plantation. I'm gonna go crazy now. Now, No, we went through all my stuff. Have you any characters for me?
1: Oh, okay. So I just randomly scribbled from there. (laughs) Katie O'Connor, the student, right? Alexis Bledel. She plays rory and gilmore girls and she also has a very strong part in the handmaid's tale is she in
0: the handmaid's tale? yes you've watched this like two or three times and i've never watched Plus, it I don't. but, but well, the
1: other? second time i watched the handmaid's tale i hadn't got access to all like from season three or four onwards and was like oh. seasons uh okay so kelly o'connor right okay. so jack yes i just went with jack osborne cool Why not? okay um
0: he actually does a really cool paranormal um i don't know if it's a podcast or if it's a show but he does a really mm-hmm. cool paranormal thing
1: and mark will be played by Antonio Baders. yes none other than none
0: other than that
1: and Becky will be played by Captain Zeta-Jones
0: oh they would be cute together mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and I think you should have like a commentator slash introductory we don't see or meet the person but there's a voice over yeah Uh
0: did you forget her name it, 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 it i always have it, it it's like... a tip of my tongue tip of my tongue um yeah but that was awesome i really like that lineup um i again i'm really sorry that we disappeared there for a little while we went on holidays and then we came back and everybody and their mother had chest infections and then there was some other stuff that happened and then more chest infections and the kids have just been in a, in a perpetual state of sick and I have been tired, and you, I don't know how you're still standing, because you're still doing full-time work, and then all the bits on the side, and then being an awesome dad. So, I'm very sorry. Uh, we are going to try and get back into the swing of things and getting an episode done a week. This was actually supposed to be our Halloween episode, but Halloween was like two days Yesterday. ago. Two days ago, just the second. Oh yeah, you're great. See, this is because we haven't recorded every week. When we recorded every week, you knew, ex- well, you knew what episode we were on. You didn't know, you didn't know the day of the week we finish up there. Say your words. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will of course include the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are What's The Story Ghost on Instagram and what's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories that you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. Oh,
1: that's what I was meant to sound like. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Do
0: you not remember goosebumps? No. <laughs> I remember goosebumps growing up. We were staying in a friend's house and we watched this one episode where there was a guy who had like a clay face or something. And I don't really remember much after that because I spent most of my time behind a pillow. Which is... Dumb. No! Why <laughs>